we just had a, a, a wonderful run of luck with making a very good album uh, back in 13, 14, There Will Be Nights When I'm Lonely. And the cool thing about it, John, is I, you know, I was teaching elementary. I was teaching uh, kindergarten through fifth grade. And when it started to blow up, you know, where New York Times was contacting us and yeah. NPR. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm in the classroom. I can't talk right now. There's kids trying to escape. <laughs> you know, he threw the chair at me. Wait, I got to call There's you back. kids trying to escape. You know, it... Dystopia tonight. Hello. What's Howdy. going on, man? So can you draw? That's what I, I can. Need to know. I've got, ah, I've got I my it. thirteen year. I got my thirteen year old looking for uh, like doodles. Yeah, I, I was I was the big fat nice. kid when I was little. So like you have to find <laughs> outlets. So drawing. Oh, he so he, he found like a doodle. Oh, that's you fucking that's awesome, awesome, dude. And I'll you know I'll just I'll do like I'll do little doodles. But whenever we go out to eat as a kid, you know you got a placemat or a napkin. Yeah, just doodles the hell out of everything. Dude, yeah, yeah, so I'm a dude. My wife's a painter. That's one of her paintings up there. But yeah, my I was wife's gonna say a that is beautiful. I love that. Yeah, man. Oh, She's wow. her whole the whole garage is filled filled with a whole bunch uh, of stuff. That's so great. Yeah, thanks awesome. for having me. Jordan, yeah, no nice problem, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Jeez. Um, yeah, man. I so one of the one of the things I remember from doing the Long Beach thing was yeah, I don't know if even if you remember this, but they had a problem at one point with the audio. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. You, and you, yeah. but that's what, dude, that's what was so fucking awesome, right? So, like, so we're all doing the thing, and everyone's kind of scrambling. They don't know what to do. And, like, they're like, I guess we're just not going to have entertainment for the next whatever. And you were like, fuck it. I could sit, like, that's ridiculous. And you yeah, got yeah, up go. there, banjo, like, stomping your feet, and you did the whole thing <laughs> and projected. And that's what, yeah. I mean, everybody just started gathering around, man. It was, it was so awesome. Yeah, good, that, good. Like, won me over immediately. I was like, good. this guy's, this guy's phenomenal. That, yeah, man. I mean, what uh, a theme for, we, you know, I've been playing the show as a part-time thing, raising, you know, raising a family and teaching mm -hmm. uh, really since like 2007, you know, we had wow. our first in 2008. So music was a way to subsidize the teacher's income. And so it's the nice. same premise. Oh, you're good, Joe. It's the, it's the same premise. <laughs> if it falls apart in the classroom, you got to keep going. Yeah. If it falls apart on stage. What are you going to do? You just sit there and go, eh. So exactly. it's better just to keep croaking it out because the audience has come to engage and listen and yeah, you know, don't be a prima donna, just throw down and do it. Right. It was you know? so great too, because it's like, you know, I, I've, I've been to concerts shit like that before where like people obviously need their, their equipment or their little tweaking or whatever it was. You're like, <laughs> I don't need any of that shit. You're I like, know. I can stay, you know, you sang, you sang, <laughs> played and, 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 and like the energy you had when you went up there too, man, you just gave it your all. So it was so great. I mean, yes. even as like, I mean, as a comedian, you gotta be to do the same thing. I remember one time there was a blackout at a club that I was at and I still did the show showing the dog because i was like what, <laughs> what are we gonna do we're fucking here there's nothing to do so i'll just do it in the do. dark you know it's great it's totally yeah, respect mad, mad respect we were you know my so jenny my wife she likes she likes to she likes to do a stand-up like she'll practice a stand-up routine to us the kids and me oh nice and she's pretty that's funny awesome. she's an she's an italian chicago girl so you just, that's oh yeah you were there you know what i mean yeah so I we you. like we like comics but i'm always amazed i mean you talk about bravery and ready just to face the the firing squad, man. Comics, yeah. you got no instruments to hide behind. You got just you and a fucking microphone. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, it yeah. is kind of like whenever whenever people say that back to me, I do realize how psychotic it is to do it. Oh god, like no backup, nothing. It's just nothing. And, and you, yeah. yeah. What's weird is too is like Bravo. I I didn't realize that at the time when I started. I thought that you know the longer you'd been doing it, it would shake you'd shake it off. But I've been doing it for 16 years, and I and like every time I'm like about to go on stage, my brain always goes, you know, you don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a nine doing? to He's... five right around the corner. Exactly. Man. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like my I'm like scouting for exits. I'm like you can just run. No one's gonna know. Like you know they don't know you. Oh, um, it's weird. When did you start playing music? When did you first start getting interested in it? Uh, you, just in general. 
like yeah, yeah in general like what was your first instrument like that kind of stuff singing you know we were raised like a lot of people a lot of musicians that find their way in a different path we were raised in the church in nice. south florida you know real hardcore you know hardcore meaning like we go three times a week you know it felt okay. like once is a lot but you're going three <laughs> times a week sometimes yeah. that's an investment and so i, I, I like know, we used to try to make it on christmas and easter and that was that was like italian catholic <laughs> you were like, like we're really fucking good at this and you realized you said three times a week and i'm like go oh, to hell oh yeah you are you should have gone John. exactly i'm uh, like come on <laughs> and, and that's you know that's where we started we, we we sang as a family my sister uh played in public school viola i was i was wow. uh expected to play the violin you know i don't want yeah. to play the violin but hmm. what are you gonna do your mom's got a yardstick you're gonna play sure. the violin how come you didn't want to play the violin i i was a big i was a big fat kid and so that's hard oh, okay. like when okay. you're a big fat kid and they give you the tiniest little instrument in the world <laughs> and you're already getting shit from everybody you know right they give you a, a, so I, it wasn't really my desire at the time but man i, I love the fiddle the the fiddle is yeah. like a great extension so that was around nine and ten when i started learning instruments and then you know, I think music music is such a language when you're exposed to it three days a week through a church service, you just learn how to put stuff together and then all the instruments came. Wow. So yeah, yeah. So music's just a big part of our life as a family. Yeah. That's awesome. I wish yeah. I, I wish instruments stuff like that came naturally <laughs> to me. I'm not my mom can play by ear like a piano. Uh -huh. Um I can like I, I can memorize stuff really well. I'm not good at reading music. Uh -huh. um but like the notes and stuff i have a banjo i can't uh -huh. i don't know what i'm doing yeah i try man it's just but it's i i don't i don't, I can't say that i practice enough to even like do whatever but i just i fucking suck so so there's no there's no real way around it um i have it i love it that it's there it's hanging out yeah. it's got a kermit wrapped around it it's pretty great uh <laughs> a little, little connection bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I'm like, great. he'll he'll figure it out. Um, but uh, but I envy <laughs> that man. I love that you're able to just kind of like pick it up. Um, Good. and I love. By the way, the fiddle is one of my like uh, weaknesses for any song or any. If somebody is is just jamming on a fiddle in a song, I'm like, yeah, you got man. me. Yeah, man. Yeah, totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. I don't know and what I it is. It's really a beautiful do that. Instrument. I'm not like my like my fiddle skill set is kind of. Chucky, Chucky, Chuck. It's, it's, I can't go flying like a Vassar Clemens or a oh. Gypsy Jazz, Stefan Grappelli. But you right. know, there's, there's guys like an Eric Brubaker out of the band The Steel Wheels out of, out of Virginia. Oh, yeah. man, like it just melted butter. It just yeah. flies like melted butter. It's, you know what? He's uh, like, he's like, the, uh, totally yeah. Agree. It's like, uh, in, uh, you know, the band Blues Traveler, the dude who, I can't sure. remember the guy's name, but the dude who sure. plays the harmonica. It's like almost the same kind of way when they're oh, playing yeah. the fiddle, where I'm just okay. like, wow, what, what, what fucking level of talent is that? Like, that's a crazy yeah. skill. Oh, um, yeah. Was it, did you, you know, during the pandemic, we were talking a little earlier about just kind of doing the live stream shows and shit like that. Did you find it like, like easier to kind of focus in on? Cause I know you were still teaching, but as yeah. far as like creatively, musically, did you find it better for you to kind of like, without anybody breathing down your neck just and without having the pressure to maybe tour did you find it creatively stimulating yeah, well uh, you know so music's always a part of you know if i have a hobby mm -hmm. as well as an outlet to perform it's music so you know, you know any given nice. day there's an instrument in my hand whether it's an accordion or a a, a banjo you know oh nice <laughs> so or a jaw harp so that never changes you know, or i do i you know i had a jaw harp john and i chipped my tooth a long oh, time shit. ago Doing the boing boing because oh. you know you control it with your how you how you change your tongue and your throat. But yeah, if you yeah, do yeah. it too hard, it'll chip the hell out of your teeth. So be careful Fuck. with the jaw harp. Okay, my buddy it, you know, just got one. Like, and wow. he's, yeah, yeah, my buddy just got one. He's been bringing it around. He and he and he does it pretty well. But it's always one of those things where I'm like, it's gotta <laughs> gotta hurt where. at some point. Yeah, I will uh, <laughs> absolutely. But no, yeah, it, it was a good outlet. Those those live streams were, you know, I just I got done with the three week uh, tour here just this last like six days ago. Nice. And um, one of the consistent things from music listeners and fans that showed up to the shows was was how much they appreciated those live stream check ins during, you know, heavy lockdown. You know, and we live in a rural area out here in central Texas. We live in Kerrville, Texas, which is about 60 miles, 70 miles west on Highway 10 of San Antonio. So we're mm -hmm. out here, you know, like there's deer and and wild animals circling around. You know, <laughs> what I'm that's awesome. So, <laughs> So, I feel so bad. It, you know what? Because like the yeah. craziest thing we have over here is a squirrel that ate my Halloween <laughs> pumpkin. No, we got and I wild, was like, we got wild hogs and there's cougars sometimes as you go at the junction. Yeah. Oh wow! You got so, Tim you Allen beware. and forty year old women. 
That's the, the references that I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> so we we weren't affected as as brutally as some of the more urban areas during oh, okay. the pandemic. We're you know talking to friends in Brooklyn when we played up in Brooklyn just a yeah. couple weeks ago. You know they were like, I haven't seen anyone in seventy thousand days. Yeah, you know, and, and you can tell they're just they they needed that that small interaction even on a video stream mm-hmm. with people checking in and and us playing from the living room while the kids were sleeping or at grandma's. Yeah. So yeah, th- there's a lot of value there. And that was a huge high for me to still have a connection with people that you connect with in music when you're on the road. So yeah, that was a, that was a positive thing. Yeah. I feel, I feel the same way too. I feel like there weren't many silver linings through the whole, you know, pandemic, but being able, right. I, I almost feel like my friends and I saw each other more during the pandemic on screen then we ever like got around to seeing each other in person. Right. Right. Yeah. And it was nice. Totally agree. Totally agree. And you know, that now see down in Texas, we did it a little bit differently. We were remote for a while. (laughs) Right. You know, and like saying hi to students, just like this, like, Mm -hmm. how are you doing on your algebra? You know, like this type of interaction. And then we went right back to it. So we were just right in the thick of it, teaching face to face the following year. But with music, this was the only connection we had, you know? And yeah, Sometimes there were there were online festivals in Germany or in wow. the, you know in England, and you mm-hmm. had the time zone change, and you'd reach out to buddies in New Zealand. So yeah, that was yeah. A, that was an incredible. We're fortunate to have that ability to still connect, even though we can't. You know, the reality of what it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree, man. It was nice. Tom and I did uh, a bunch of charity stuff. Like we nice. um, we did a we, the first thing we did was this uh, huge live you know uh charity 89 hour telethon right yeah Yeah. all comedians we had 300 comedians yeah it was fucking awesome but being able to connect that way with people but we had the same thing where we had you know because we did the the uh you know the 89 hours there were people from england popping on and they were just waking up in the morning and we would still be on and then we had somebody what was the malaysia malaysia (laughs) and we're like there was no we couldn't have done this beforehand like this nobody would have thought to yeah yeah now, do you think, see, I, I, I feel like we should keep that going. I, I haven't, now, granted, I haven't facilitated that since we're, we're getting back there, you know, playing a show on Saturday, yeah. you know, but based on those experiences on the road, I want to get back to doing that. I think, you know, people that can't come out, even friends that were not doing well, they were sick, you know, they couldn't yeah. come out, yeah. and out. It was a great avenue for them to still, you know, connect. So will you guys keep doing that from time to time? I think we're definitely going to do the charity thing yeah. again from time yeah. to time to do it. I don't know. Like, I loved the I loved the music that you guys, you know, the, any kind of bands or musicians, my friends. Um, I live close to Asbury Park in New Jersey. So it's oh, like, nice. you know, all my friends are musicians, stuff like that. And they had their own stuff going. And I love that. I feel like the comedy, like while Zoom shows are still going, it's harder to it's a different animal. I loved exercising yeah, I a different muscle to do it. But I yeah. think for comedians, it was like you need that that interaction. But for the music and stuff, it was just phenomenal to be able to see bands I normally wouldn't be able to see, like when I was on the road or traveling or anything like that, or you know, completely. Yeah, yeah in a different, different context, in a yeah, completely different context too. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what fascinated the hell out of me is when a band was able to coordinate online when they were when they weren't in the same place. But that you guys oh, would yeah. still be able to. Play. I'd be like, there's no. I'm like, I can't even do it in the same room. Like, I don't even know no. how you do that. Completely agree. Uh, it was wild how they would coordinate that. But it was amazing when they would facilitate it. And it yeah, was I know. Damn I was it. like, this is fucking magic. This is what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but that's that's just fucking magic. Um, what was so? What was your was uh, the Possessed by Paul James album is the one that I have. I oh, believe. the first one. Back I have the, the first one. Yeah, I grabbed the first one. Yeah, I got the first one. And then yeah, the yeah. one that you did that was in God. Um, oh my God, I hate this. Tom, ask Tom, I do this all the time. I blank on a name of either a person or a thing immediately when I need it. What was the one? Um, what, what was the album Jesus. where you? What? No, I just said Jesus randomly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's what I need. What's your name? Um, oh. <laughs> I just pass it. My head bangs off the desk. I'm on the floor. Yeah. Um, Tom just takes over and <laughs> slides in. He has a he has a me wig that he puts on. He's like, All right. uh, it's just a, a straw hat that's just frazzled, <laughs> dyed black. Um, but um, no, it was the nights when we were lonely. The one with that. Had oh that yeah, song yeah, on yeah, it. yeah. There will be nights when I'm lonely. Yeah, it was two, uh, 
13, 13, 14, right on the change. Yeah, 13, 14. 14. Then I found that one, and I felt that's I think is we got lucky like, with that one. Yeah, yeah, that's my. I think the the whole like, I think it was I think it was different in the first album than the uh, because this one I think it had like a it flowed. You know what I mean from beginning to end, from yeah. first song to end. Was that intentional, yeah, I, or did that just work out that way? Man, I tell you, I think you know I, I'm I'm really a trades guy. So when I look at music, I think about it as a trade. You know, mm -hmm. like a plumber or a drywaller or a teacher. I I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I, I I know the value of music and the magic of the energy and the emotion that gets exchanged at live shows. It's really, mm -hmm. it's it's you know very similar to to comedy on how the joke just overpowers the person and they're needing their <laughs> inhaler. You know, and yeah. they're just they're moved by it. Mm -hmm. um, so there's something very metaphysical about those mediums of trade, but. Um, that was just one of those those lucky runs. Uh, just wow. like a welder gets a beautiful little penny roll on a, on a, on a weld bead, we just had a, a a wonderful run of luck with making a very good album uh, back in thirteen fourteen. There will be nights when I'm lonely. And the cool thing about it, John, is I you know I was teaching elementary, I was teaching uh, kindergarten through fifth grade, and when it started to blow up, you know where New York Times was contacting us and yeah and NPR. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm in the classroom. I can't talk right now. There's kids trying to <laughs> you know, he threw the chair at me. Wait, I gotta call There's you back. Kids trying to escape. You know, and, and so I was great. like, this is surreal. I you know, it that was a surreal experience. Uh, and that that really kind of solidified musical professionalism, if you will, quote unquote, mm. to say, Hey, we're gonna have an avenue to be able to perform uh, at a national level more consistently where it'll be it, it'll be advantageous to go to Boise, Idaho, and we know we'll still people will show up for a show. You know, wow, that's always yeah. the that's that's the chance element that any working musician has. It's like, can you afford to go on tour? Because you never know who's gonna not show yeah. up. Right, and, right. Um, you know, and, and 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 I feel very lucky about that. That we we had a nice nice swing on on that album, and it's it's uh, really created a great opportunity just to keep playing with you know within the family balance and the teaching balance. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's still one of my favorite albums, man, of all time. And Good. I very rarely Good. listen to. Yeah, oh, it's so great because it's one of those things where, like, I I love you know I have my favorite bands and stuff like that too, but I very rarely listen to an album from beginning to end. You know what I mean? You pick your favorite songs, you whatever. I I would go out on the road. And I would pop that in and just know for the next hour or so I was good. Like, I'd be right. like, that's all I needed. And it was beautiful, man. And it right. fucking hit home, too, because I feel like, good. you know, a lot of that song, a lot of that stuff is about like, I mean, for me, anyway, I connected with it on a traveling level. Like, um, um, you know, uh, where does all the time go? Like that, that yeah. the lyrics of that yeah. one fucking hit hard. All beautiful music, to man. Totally agree. And it feels yeah. like dumb luck. Doesn't feel like any skill was involved in that. <laughs> So like, hey, there's hundred dollars on the on the sidewalk. You know, I think right. that's what's interesting about music because you know you have your you have your process of practice and you have your process mm -hmm. of writing. But just like a comedian, just like any writer, when when it's let go, you have no idea how the reception right. is going. Oh yeah, you hope for the best. But you're like, this may really suck. And, right. And, uh, oh, that's such a good feeling though, too. When you're like, it sucks, oh, yeah. but I'm putting it out there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is all I got. I don't know yeah, what else to do. Choice. You gotta try. You gotta try. Yeah, yeah, you gotta try. Um, do you? What do you do? I mean, I don't know. Do you feel any um, artistic pressure? I mean, I feel like we all do to a certain extent. But like, how do you deal with feeling like you need to top something, or do you feel like you sure, ever need to that's top a good, the last no, that's, thing you did? Sure. Uh, how do you, you know, deal we, with it? So, well, right, right after that release, the the real question was, well, should I be a professional musician? I've been a school teacher forever. Should I be a professional mm -hmm. musician? Um, and. Uh, that on top of okay how do you come back with another one you know right and then so what, what happened in our little journey is that i, I suffered some vocal problems and had two sir two procedures oh, from my, my vocal cords so i had like a six month window between when we did there will be nights when i'm lonely mm -hmm. um and this album uh as we go wandering that just came out in 2020 like mm -hmm. everybody right before the pandemic you know right oh, I, I mean, yeah. this will be a good time <laughs> oh no the pandemic right um and it was well received, you know, it, it, but of course, distribution and things of that nature are going to be interrupted when pandemics happen. Um, right. So I, th I think where uh, where I've looked at it and, and feel a sense of peace is uh, I'm, I'm lucky to have a, a little niche of an audience that appreciates the writing and appreciates the style of the performance. And, and mm -hmm. they create sustainability. 
And so I, I don't think about, I have to keep myself in check because what's the goal of the art? And the goal mm. of the art for me is sustainability and the relationship with the listener and the performance. Nice. And, you know, what, I, what I've seen, now I'm 45 and I started this little endeavor when I was like 29, 30, trying to figure mm. out what does live music feel like in a, in a right. way. Um, and, you know, I've been fortunate to see incredible artists and friends excel and excel, you know, mm -hmm. and so they're so like, wow, they're doing pretty damn good right now. But I remember <laughs> when we were playing the Elks Lodge at 11 right. o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, uh, you know, and, you. and and you get you got to find a balance in yourself, I think, as any artist to to not dive into the bitterness or dive into yep. the expectation. You, you got to you got to uh, uh, intentionally be thankful for the opportunity and mm -hmm. thankful for the ability to continue on. So with that kind of outlook, John, I try not to get wrapped up in all the bullshit of, nice. will it be as good as the last one? Or, you know, right. <laughs> it, it, because it's, it's a different time, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's, uh, uh, almost 10 years, uh, since that album was released, there'll be nights. And right. so I think art represents your time frame. It represents your stage. Um, and there's been some really good writing reflective of what's been going on these last, two years yeah. you know so. yeah i love the new album too yeah. man it's yeah yeah good on you. um yeah it's great and uh and that's that's the thing too i was glad there's another thing too is like you're right people did kind of release stuff right as this was happening for better you know yeah. for better or worse because you guys couldn't it tour was it, but also, yeah. yeah yeah it was like 2020 Woo. yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh god yeah i know for all of us it's like oh it's 2020 yeah exactly you're like oh, no one's going yeah. anywhere so fuck it. i'm just gonna release every creative thing i have is here <laughs> it all is fuck it yep. oh my god that was great yep. um yeah, it, it was. I like the. I like what you said about that kind of stuff because I remember when I was younger and I was going out on the road. I decided at a certain point uh, not to be like certain comedians that I had met who weren't even. They're not even like names or anything like that. But like there were guys that I met who have been doing it for a really long time and were just miserable and bitter and made the experience for you know as a yeah. And I was like, and I just remember going like, all right, look, it's gonna be sometimes unavoidable, but I'm not gonna fucking do that because that seems like a bad place to be so i would just yeah. be happy you know i, I would kind of look at it like if i got hit by a bus would i be able to look back and be happy about you know whatever the i don't know why it has to be a bus but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trampled I, I, i'm by small a and, yeah. yeah 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 i'm small enough where like a rabbit would have taken me out back in the day you know yeah. what i mean like there's no <laughs> like that car was uh yeah that car could have taken me out. or gremlin <laughs> you know whatever they drive now. Uh, <clears throat> whatever piece of shit car there is <laughs> um but uh <laughs> yeah was it was it um was it interesting when you were going back out on the road for the first time did you have any kind of uh were you just excited about it or was there some any kind of like trepidation yeah trepidation oh, thank yeah. you could not think of that good word good yeah good word. Uh, uh, the, so so i i so when, let's see i i'm trying to remember the first show i had it would have been in the spring of this year i think like late spring, we're so, in nice. Texas once again. You know, tech, we're a unique, strange world here in Texas. Yep. But we, we started playing live music earlier than a lot of the other other states. Um, Comics that, fled uh, to Texas. What's what's that? Comedians fled. Comedians fled to Texas. Oh, they were like, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Really interesting. It's an interesting duality here in Texas now because you have you have community like that saying, "Hey, mm -hmm. things are going on," and you still have the "What are you doing here in Texas? What's that about?" You know, like. <laughs> You do. You have this polar, I believe it. This polar yeah. uh, uh, you know, conflict Flesh. going on. Yeah. I was supposed to be in Houston before the pandemic uh, hit. It was one of the places I was supposed to stop, and then it hit, and I never got to go. Yep. yep. I was bummed, man. I've never been. I've only driven through it because I've driven cross country. Oh, and I, just I love been. Houston. I think Houston's a great, it's a great dynamic of the diversity and the creativity and nice. the presence of Texas. But it's 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 a it's a, a different a, a different expression of texas if you will out there in Houston. right but it's beautiful wonderful wonderful city uh, a great music venue when you go is called the mucky duck you got to go to the mucky Ooh. duck all right wonderful venue yeah wonderful venue called the mucky duck awesome. one of the one of the older established venues there that's just great for pickers and great for listeners yeah sweet thanks man. um but I, okay, I was trying. What was the? And I, it's getting. Oh, sorry about here. that. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm, I in the, I'm in the. I'm in the fireplace <laughs> room. There's no light in here, and it's getting darker. And so I know I'm getting darker here on the screen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just love that it's eclipsing your answers <laughs> to shit. You're just like, anyway, uh, I'm to find a bit of light. <laughs> like, 
Um, um, yeah, no, uh, uh, I was saying um, going back out on the road, any trepidation and stuff like that was. It? Oh, well, so so, yeah, this was the longest run we had since the pandemic. And I tell you, any, anything that exploded and caught on fire did like currently <laughs> our, our, our family RV, our mini Winnie, which I always tore in. It's a, a yeah. little Dodge Spinner Winnebago is broken down in Paramus, New Jersey, in, in your wonderful home state. Yes. Wow. And uh, the, the guys are like, oh, it's totally fucked. You're totally screwed. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what we'll be doing at this time. We're going to wait to see what their wow. diagnosis is and maybe taking a Greyhound back up to get it. Um, well, you got to hit me up that, when you're here. I will. I will. We'll get yeah. some kolaches and have a conversation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but no it was it was a great tour it, it was it was a great nice. tour i think um you know so you, what you saw or that certain pockets of the country are ready to go back to live music and they're ready to go out and support it and they need to get out because their yeah. their body and their soul you know are you know desiring it thirsting for there's it. other pockets yeah. that are like hell no i'm not i'm not leaving my bungalow you can't make me and i'll never come out back to live music and that to me is a concerning thing culturally you know, when you talk about um, whether it's live music, whether it's comedy, whether it's theater, whether it's lecturing, whatever the dynamic is, I do worry about these social uh, effects of are we becoming even more insular and withdrawn because we have right. so much accessibility at home. I'm a big proponent to say, be safe, be smart, go back out there because um, the arts need it, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It it was weird for a while too because <clears throat> even uh, going back out to do stand up, you could tell the audience was excited, which is great, and you're excited that they're excited. And then after a while, yeah. you were like, they were la they were just so happy to be out that they were laughing. You were like, hello, and they were like, stop, you're funny. <laughs> and you were just and you were like, I don't even know if I'm really funny anymore. Just, <laughs> like, like they're just happy to be here. I mean, this seems way too easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The like, bar fuck. of expectation has been dropped yes. down. Yeah, but, it was but that, so that, weird. that's telling. That's really telling because it's like yeah. I'm running on empty right now, homie. You know, like I need <laughs> yes. something. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's great that it's great that there's still validity to mm. this style of expression and, and people getting together. People really do appreciate it yeah. when you get out there. Yeah. As opposed to like, well, you, you seemed I mean, when I, I only saw I only got to see you once, but you seem very in the moment when you're on stage. Right. Like, yeah. And just kind of experiencing it. Do you let yourself kind of riff play with your lyrics when you're on stage? Like how loose are you versus like on your albums? Way too loose. Way, <laughs> way, way, way too loose. Like, That's great. Saturday night on the corner. I'm hiking my shorts up, but I'm saying let's let's go have a wild night over uh, margaritas and perfect pizza. You know what I mean? Oh, that's great, I, man. I mean, like, really, really, I, I, I like to let it hang out completely without parameters mm. playing live music nice. to a fault. You know, probably to a fault because someone <laughs> says, can you play that song on, on such and such album? And I'll be like, yes, but it won't sound like anything that you're expecting. <laughs> because, you know, I guess, John, for me, like live, live music is an opportunity for a listener and a musician to really just find this 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 bar or this line of energy yeah. that is so metaphysical that connects them you I know it, it's not it's not meant to be chamber music and sit down and and golf clap in my opinion yeah. um yeah. the studio is like a palette and a canvas and you can be meticulous on how you blend and shade and stipple <laughs> you know <laughs> and and and, and I, I love i love those distinctions but mm. i know that probably for the productivity of 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 the show that sometimes right. bites me in the ass because after the show they'll be like man that was that was nothing what i was expecting that sounded nothing like any of the albums i've heard but i liked it you know yeah and so <laughs> and, and, I, and so you're like well, I'm, thank you for coming out and you're appreciative but yeah yeah I, I i just i just try to let it all hang out and let any type of burden or or heaviness go in the midst of the live performance yeah that's all. I feel the same way. And I, I feel like uh, there's kind of a rift, like comedically, depending on who you're talking to about it. We're like, I, I always had the impression that like, look, this club is it's not back in the day when like Carson was a thing. Right. And they would send scouts out to TV or whatever. This club in, in Boise, Idaho is not going to make me famous. So I'd rather just give this audience the best fun like everybody should be having fun and you yeah. know, you just do your do your shit or whatever. But I, I feel the same exact way where like I started realizing I needed a tape my sets just because that was the only time I'd ever do this joke 
or this bit or whatever the audience gave me that I could feed back and play around with. Because once it's over, it's fucking over. And then they would be like, oh, that was great. And then I realized that they kind of liked that. They liked like, you know, if I posted something and they were in the audience, they'd be like, I was there. And I'm like, great. That's never going to happen again. Never going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Never going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's, I think it makes it, there's a value to that. There really is. Yeah. it's and a, like I'm like uh, uh, I don't know. Do you like I'm I'm like a Counting Crows fan too, and it's sure, one of those yeah, things where yeah, yeah. That was my high school. Yeah, man. Oh, that's true. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I, was 90, I, was, I graduated '94, so they were like you know Mr. Jones. Yep. They were kicking it, right? Yeah. Hard. Dude, yeah. they're like they're like one of my favorite bands. But I've been with yeah. like people who don't know or, or or aren't used to seeing bands that don't sound exactly like their albums do. So like, right. you know, when you go to one of those concerts, he does the same thing. Like you were just saying, we're like, it's not the same. You can't sing along. Because he'll fucking change the lyrics and do whatever he does and, you know, whatever. And I walked away and they're like legitimately pissed. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That was fucking awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, it's so weird. Now, now granted, like in my my brain, and I'm sure the same for you all, you know, on your deliveries, there's there's certain phrasing or certain certain specific songs. And I know, well, I'm going to I'm going to do it on what the expectation is simply because I know that's a good thing along. I know that's. You know, and that's going to get some of the faucet coming, and the tears are going to be, and people be hugging. And if I if I change that element, there's going to be Rah, fire pitchfork. Oh, How could you do this to me? Oh, you know, and great. that that's 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 a, that's a trade off. Because um, I do feel I think I think one thing in music that that is specific to the show that I like to share with folks is that it's a, it feels like a social service. It feels like an, an yeah. extension of what teaching is, if you will. But with all the mm-hmm. pretentious bullshit, because because educators, you know, <laughs> teachers, we get so pretentious, like we're better than everyone else because we work with little assholes in schools, you know, like <laughs> and I can say that because I'm not teaching right now. I should not I right. get in trouble. I'm not teaching it this year. Sure. But, you know, and, and, and you know, there's ego in education far more than ego in professional music. And, wow. um, you know, when, when you can cut through the bullshit in a live performance and really connect, oh, holy mm-hmm. mother. That's just that's a priceless experience that yeah. you know never get enough of. Never get enough of. Is there a moment that stands out in your mind where like you were starting out and you were younger or whatever, where like you really connected with an audience and you're like, holy shit, this is this is it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I many times, many times. Um nice. there were there were repetitive times uh, at festivals because the energy is just so unique at festivals. Right. Uh, uh Muddy Roots always comes to mind, this uh, Roots Festival that's out in Cooksville, Tennessee where it's such an interesting dynamic where the artists and the and the fans just we all just chill we're all camping in the same tents we're you know there's no that's the green room you can't go back there no no, that exists (laughs) they're all just you know like hey you're in the porty potty i'm in the porty potty right you know and it's it's i wish we weren't in here together (laughs) (laughs) a little cramped and i feel like weird exactly um well yeah you just you're you're you have such a connection with people and um Sometimes you you jump into strangers' arms and they just embrace the the nice. feeling that the songs uh, resonate and so yeah very and just a pure thankfulness John just mm. ridiculous thankfulness when those opportunities happen yeah that's awesome I had no idea that you, that there was a festival that let you kind of like interact with everybody that's pretty sweet yeah it's called that's I, I'm a I'm a big proponent man when they do it right Muddy Roots is yeah. a great festival out in Tennessee that happens uh, I think right every September every year you know minus the pandemic. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That whole year just is wiped away. Nobody got to it do did. anything. It did. Yeah. Um, I actually, I have a cousin that plays in a uh, jug band. So he does a lot of oh. festival circuit. So it, yeah, it's man. just like that. He explains that where it's very like so communal. Everybody connects. It's a little bit more of a party now that he's getting a little bit older. Yep. So it's not, yeah, it's not uh, the same as you. <laughs> it's totally different. It's like Woodstock. It like pumped oh, up on steroids and, 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 and there's a different I, I will admit generally the artists that play that myself included there's a different level of professionalism like mm. our, our skill sets are okay you know but but it, it may, maybe that wouldn't happen with some of the artists that are so elite with their abilities i don't know but there's definitely a blue collar feel where it's like hey man yeah you're having a paps i'm having a paps let's go nice. get a grilled cheese and we'll play <laughs> yeah. at 5 30 you know and and I like that. I prefer those types of experiences. You know, I've been fortunate to play other festivals that are much more 
hello, sir. You know, do you have your, <laughs> your DNA right. test to get back in this area of the festival? Um, <laughs> and the, those, to me, those just feel, they feel squashed. They feel yeah. corporate. They feel squashed. So everyone has their, their own desire, their own, you know, level of comfort. Yeah, you must it, connect tremendously, like with your yeah. with like your your fan base has to feel like a true sense of connection, like after being at your show, where they yeah. they'll follow you to the end of the earth because they feel like they're part of you. Then hell right? yeah, well I think that's the friendship, you know. You you you, I, you know I'm 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 very small potatoes, you know. Play on maybe maybe seventy shows, eighty shows a year, right? Mm-hmm. And and I don't I'm like when you look at metadata, you look at all these things that measure your success in music. Right. There's yeah. thousands, millions more at, at, at another level. So I'm just trying to give a context of it. At my tiny little ant mound level, there's still an incredible amount of email that comes in and responding to people that are moved by a song. Nice. And, you know, you owe that time to write back and say, damn, thank you so much. I got to go to work tomorrow. And I know this kid's going to try to stab me with the American flag in the morning. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, and so, you, you know, it. it Success in music, yeah, monetary comes into play, of course. But success in music in that trade is is the strength of that connection with the music listener and the performer, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. you got to figure that out as an individual to say how long do you want to try to sustain it and can you sustain it. But yeah, the yeah. loyalty of those types of music music listeners is profound, in my opinion, profound for real. Yeah, absolutely. Do you yeah. ever want to leave the date? Do you ever want to leave the day gig of? Oh. Yeah, question. I mean, I've, I've only done it once before, and that was in 2015, and 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 that was with the boys and Jenny and the dogs. We were in the Winnebago, and we were wow. driving around playing as a family, homeschooling the kids. Um, and I tell you, it was getting interesting. Like we were knocking on the doors of the industry, and ultimately we were like, as a family, this is fun, but we can't keep driving around in the Winnebago. <laughs> you know, after a while. Um, <laughs> So and so it made yeah it made sense as a family to be like you know I I I I like to teach I'm I enjoy my trade and we went back to that trade and Jenny continued as a painter Um, this is the first year like right now is the first year I've ever done this full time so I I have not been teaching since August well I guess since May yeah May of of 2021 Um, do you miss it yeah hell yeah nice hell yeah. And, and you you miss it for a variety of reasons, y'all. You miss it for the camaraderie. You miss it for your your team, you know, because you're kind of mm, like, yeah. no, I, I was gonna say the Lost Boys, but we're not a bunch of vampires, like, yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's like we're go, we're you're a team, you're a bit of a crew. But granted, in my crew, I'm typically surrounded by mid fifty year old women, you know, like that's yeah, that's right. my crew, and we're coming in mm. like, what's up? We're gonna <laughs> don't mess with us, you know. <laughs> And, and I, I, you always miss that. You miss that. Yeah. And, and you miss the validity of the role because even though I can make three times, four times, this is a sad fact, y'all. I can make four times as much as a musician at my wow. tiny little ant mound level than I can mm-hmm. as a professional teacher with 20 years experience with two degrees. Wow. You know, it, it, it really, it, it's a juxtaposition on life and your yeah. value and self-worth as a person. So yeah. I, I miss, yeah. I miss the, the value of being a school teacher and you know i've got about six to seven years to my pension i'm gonna go back to teaching i know i will sure. but yeah, yeah. but when when you don't have when, when you don't have that full balloon ready to go you mm, know like yeah. you're ready to duck and dodge and and yeah. you know you need 150 percent to really go and be effective as an educator in today's right. world I, that's when I'm like, I need a break. I need to breathe a little bit, and I'll play for some drunk people and make four times as much income and have a great connection. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'll come back, and then I'll yeah. come back to it. Yeah, it it is yeah. it is hard, man. I mean, but the, but everything you're just saying about teaching, those were the good teachers, man. Like you, I could tell you're a great teacher. I have Thanks, I have a man. I have some that I can count, you know, maybe on like one hand that I will remember for the rest of my life, but yes. they don't make them like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and even now it's even harder because exactly. you know, the way the system kind of tries to fit, you know, square pegs into round holes. Yep. They don't let you, they don't let you be, they don't let you teach. No, no. So no. It's, and, and, that, and that's, our, that's the biggest reason why we lose educators. You know, I think it was a year and a half ago, Oklahoma had a statistic that said they had maybe like 250 undergraduates mm. going into education as their bachelors 
Like wow. they, and that's crazy. I yeah. mean, that, so that tells you that the, 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 the education industry is not refilling, you know, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. well, yeah, I know. You what know, are we going to do? Yeah. Um, and now everybody's going to yeah. hear you saying how much you make as a musician versus a teacher. And they're going to be like, I'm going to fucking, I'm, I'm picking up a jaw harp. What the fuck am I doing? Why, you know, only two people came to your show on Friday. How the hell is that possible? But that's how sad it is. That's how it sad is, yeah. it is. You know, the average teacher in America, man, after taxes, after your health insurance, where you got to remember your health insurance is a, is a, is a Russian roulette because yeah. your deductible is killing you, man, your premium and everything. Yeah. So, you know, you're still paying out of pocket for your health care. I remember our second boy, and this is when I was teaching, right? Mm -hmm. Our second boy it was cheaper for us to pay out of pocket and have him at home than it was to use my insurance. Wow. That's, the, that's, the, that's the reality of it. And he's, he's uh, 11 years old now. That was 11 years ago. <laughs> So, wow. God damn, man! Yeah, it so, is I mean, brutal. You know, the average teacher in America is making two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty bucks a day. Now, yeah. that's 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 still money, and you got to be thankful for that money. Mm -hmm. But when you're a musician and you can go out and maybe make about seventeen hundred, eighteen hundred dollars on a ninety-minute set, yep. you're scratching your head, going, "What am What am I doing wrong?" Yeah, you know, in oh, the dude. To not see the value of what we do as interventionist yeah. advocates for kids. It's like, what the hell, man? Absolutely. I remember yeah. doing college gigs where my friends would be te like teaching at a place or, whatever, you know, teaching at college and, and uh, strictly avoiding what I was making doing a 50 minute set <laughs> versus what I knew, you know, because they'd be talking to me about whatever. And I'd be like, yeah, no, I know the gig was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's fine. Oh, yeah. I'll, get, I'll get dinner, though. Oh, uh, <laughs> God. It's, it's it's yeah it's mind-blowing it's mind -blowing. yeah it is it's fucking wild uh did you when you started out is there anybody in particular that you emulated do you remember going out on the road and stuff you know I've, I've gotten into a pattern of saying this and i've asked myself like do i really mean that or am i just saying it now you oh, know man, I and, but yeah, but I, I really mean it like that the the most prolific musician in my life was the artist richie havens who's passed away oh, and man. richie havens his his claim to fame is that he showed up to woodstock early and nobody else did Right. So he, he's the African-American gentleman that is the first performer on Woodstock who, you know, did the covers of Freedom and um, yeah. and, and, and all of this. You know, it, it's his style of, of playing. It's the energy that he emulates. <clears throat> um, he wasn't a profound writer, but I just remember seeing him as a young kid. I don't know if it was on The Muppet Show or like oh, now you're speaking my language. A Good Morning episode <laughs> or something or other. Right. But it just shook me to my core on how he was able to connect. I think he was on the Muppet show, by the way, I've been rewatching those recently. I swear to, yeah. <coughs> yep. They're the best. But yeah. Man. Ricky Havens, profound artist that I always try to tell people about. It's yep. so, I gotta, I gotta tell you this since you brought up the Muppet show. Cause it, I, I'm assuming you're a fan of the Muppets. Hell yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So this is, so do you know who Chris Smither is by the way? He's a, is a blues uh, folk singer. Chris I know Smithers. the name, but I, I, okay. I can't. Can't pin it, yeah. So we had him. So, but it's you, you and him. So, um, I did a short film that I was shopping around for a while, and Henson uh -huh. Company caught wind of it, whatever. But I loved, um, I was saying, where does all the time go? Oh, so yeah. I, you know, I couldn't, you know, I would never take somebody's, but like I didn't put it on the thing that was released. But for to show it, I had I written in places for the, you're that song to go because oh, I loved it, and um, and one of Chris Smithers' songs. So that's the one I used to shop around to show to real people who right. could buy it. And the Henson company loved it. And yeah. we, this is before, this is pre pandemic, but like yeah. we had, we had a, you know, trying to make it into a series, yada, yada, yada. And then of course pandemic hit and everything went on pause. Yeah. But, but anyway, yeah, they, there are places in that where I, there no, it's like a hidden one that no one can see unless I send it to them. But <laughs> yeah, I loved using it, man. I mean, it was pitch perfect and right the spot where it needed it to be. And, uh, nice. Yeah, anytime somebody goes see it privately, I'm like, don't look at the other one. Look at the one with the real music in it. <laughs> it fits so perfectly. But yeah, nice. I'm nice, nice to know that you're a Muppet. Because we, oh, the, the whole point yeah. of the Muppet was, uh, it was about, um, you know, the whole thing is called Duppet. And it's about this guy who, uh, whose depression manifests itself into a puppet that looks oh. like him. All right. So that I was it. it. Yeah. And it, I and, it, it. and it worked out well. But yeah, I love that you said you like the Muppets. Because I was like, should I tell him? Yeah, the Muppets, I, I don't, so, you know, we were raised Mennonite. So, so okay. it, we weren't like hardcore, yeah. hardcore Mennonite, right. you know, we had electricity, uh, we were down Southwest Florida, but in terms of like what, what could be seen, what could be heard, hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, yeah. that was a, that was a, a, a tricky little minefield of like, I remember Night Court, if you remember the sitcom Night Court, uh, we of couldn't course. watch Night 
motorsport. Yeah. That was not allowed. We couldn't watch that stuff. Oh, no way. That was too racy. Wow. You know, wow. and so we could watch like PBS, three, two, one contact. Okay. Um, and the Muppets. Muppets wow. were okay, uh, apparently, even though they had a lot of good little innuendos that, you know, they did. Up on. And Henson was like a huge Henson hippie. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. 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 He was great. <laughs> I yep. was just watching a video of uh, Alice Cooper talking about being oh, a yeah. Muppet. Yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. see that? Yeah, oh, I totally that was, saw that episode. Oh, that totally was so saw great. that episode. So Cooper. fucking great. And he was fantastic. basically like, yeah, he, he was basically like, you know, like they offered me to do it and I love the Muppets. And he's like, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose the Alice Cooper character. You know what I mean? Just to kind of do it. Yeah. He goes, I can't remember what, what the names were, but he goes, but then they were like, so-and-so just did it. And somebody else just did it. And he was like, oh, fuck yeah. Then I want to be on the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to say no to that. Oh, Cause totally. they just let him, let him do whatever. Totally. Totally. Oh, that's so great. I got a good question for you then. What the, uh, there was a, I think this is pretty true, but there's a hard rumor that when you were guesting on the show on the Muppet Show back in the day, um, that they let you choose who, which, which one of the Muppets you'd be doing more scenes with. Who would you pick? Who would I pick? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you got to uh, do the Muppet right. show. I mean, that you, you know, if you like the Muppets, that takes that's not a quick response. If you like, the I Muppets, know, I got fucked you know up all over the it too. Of the characters. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, well, I was I was a big fan of Ralph. I love Ralph the dog, the piano player. Me too. I he was so cool. Yeah. And, oh, you man. know, he dealt with all the bullshit. And he still kind of was like, but he was still engaged. He wasn't like the stoner Muppets that were played in yes. the band. He was like more aged. <laughs> and the, so I, I got to say, I got to say, Ralph, um, I, I'm a Fonzie fan. I liked Fonzie's stupidity and silliness. I thought he was, was like very disarming. Yeah. Uh, and Gonzo was a freaky weirdo kid. So I was, you know, you always like, I like yeah. Gonzo. He's a weirdo. Um, I'm not knocking Kermit or Piggy, but there's just too much, too much, yeah. uh, attention on Piggy and Kerm. So I, I, yeah. I like the others. Um, Beaker. I like Beaker. I like to switch oh, the, the uh, I like, man, I, I like the Muppets. So yeah. Yeah. But I Ralph, yeah. Ralph's on number one. I, I go Ralph. Right, good. Number one. Ralph. Yeah. I was <laughs> torn between. Yeah. I did the same thing. I kind of, uh, I kind of put Kermit to the side cause I was like, he hosts the show. So he's going to be around. It's not a big deal. Right. Uh, Piggy, I, right. I, you know, she's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you're right? rubbing she... the wrong way. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel the same way. It's a little too handsy, a little too Weinstein-y for Yeah, me. I don't know. Um... Obnoxious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, but I was like, I was torn between Gonzo, Fozzie, and Rolf. And I love, I like all three of them. I have, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Rolf could play the piano like I know. Like you're trying to like follow the light. You're like, where? <laughs> I'm I'm trying to creep over to the where the lamp is. Yeah, to try to give you some. So I'm just not in the big shadow. Like, hey, he's a a Tetris character. You can't see what's going on. <laughs> oh my god. So what do you got? So you're on the road now. You said right. You're basically doing some. Uh, you got some upcoming yeah. gigs. That's cool. Well, you got to get yeah, your van. Yeah, yeah. So, so the way. Uh, well, so, yeah. The we got to figure out what's with the RV. You the know. RV, yeah. Uh, but. But it, you know it was a good run. So if you if you live simple and you keep your overhead low, you still make good profit, even with a broken down RV in New Jersey. <laughs> um, that's just that's just life. Uh, Paramus is not so, a bad so place to break down, do though. No, nah. it's a pizza. nice area. We've been in. Yeah. I've been to a thing of doing pizza. Yeah, and New Jersey is they they give other folks a run for their money. New Jersey's got some good pie up there. Oh, they absolutely, do. man. One hundred percent. The closer you get to yeah. New York, the better the Jersey pie is. Yeah. All right. There yeah. you go. So, yeah, I've been yeah. into that. So, I, it, worst case scenario, I go up, I get the RV, I get to eat some pizza, and we review the pizza. So, it'll be a Perfect. good thing. Um, but, but I'll go away for like a two week run, a three week run, and then chill out for a couple months and just do nice. a couple Texas shows in between. Because, um, you know, I've got my 13 year old and my 11 my year old, and then Jenny's a painter. So, we work with schedules, you know. Um, but uh, we got a West Coast run coming up in January in 22. Nice. Um, Midwest run back up to the Northeast. And then by summer, we're doing a good two month tour back into Europe because I've been touring Europe since uh, around 2007. So it'll be nice to be back there. And I just saw we That's got awesome. one of the plant leaves hanging out here too. I'm sorry. I love that, thing. by the way. It's nice ambiance. Yeah. It's just the, the plants trying to get <laughs> in on the camp, action too. Camp flies. <laughs> yeah. That's but great, so, I, you know, it's a, it's a balance between staying busy and not being too busy. Sure. Yeah. Um, do you, yeah. uh, do you know where you're going in, um, uh, Europe when you're around there? Like, do you, do you have a favorite spot that you like to do or just all over? Well, no, I, I really enjoy France. I've, I've been, been fortunate to be able to tour France a good bit, uh, from Nolion nice. to Lyon to 
La Leon. I always like Leon. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, in uh, the UK, uh, we, you know, we've been touring England more and uh, over to Ireland. So the, the, the dates will be anywhere from Prague, you know, in the east to probably back to Dublin in Ireland. So but but it's through sedate booking and we've got all that stuff posted online on social outlets. And sweet. Um, it's just good to, to get out of the States from time to time just to breathe a different. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, quality of air and have some different bread and cheese and, and just right. step away from the States. A bit, so know that there's life outside of <laughs> yeah. here if you ever need to escape or, <laughs> you know, grab a yeah, boat and leave. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I feel you, man. I get a couple it. bunkers in Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I got two more questions for you. We ask every guest that's on the show, these questions. Sure. So the first one is if Appreciate you can go it. back in time and give yourself a piece of advice that would help you out now, your younger self, a piece of advice that would help you out now, what would it be? Oh, um, I mean, there's a couple ways to look at it. Like the practical elements are like, don't, mm. uh, eat that last slice of pizza when you were 14 and you puked <laughs> on your buddy's shoes or something like that. Um, start or er, start earlier with music. Maybe, maybe, maybe start oh, nice. a little bit earlier with music. Uh, cool. I, and I, I, where I'm going with that is if you recognize that you have a talent or a skill set, doesn't have to be music, but you mm -hmm. recognize that you have a talent and skill set, it's not selfish to pursue it. You know, you, meaning as, as long as you're meeting everyone's needs, maybe this is for all the Mennonites out there or the Catholics with guilt. I don't know. Maybe it's a church yeah. thing. But, right. but it's okay to say your talent can empower. It doesn't have to impede uh impede uh your own journey you can you can give into that talent a little bit earlier than you than you thought you could i love that great and uh the yeah. second question is what had to end in your life good or bad that led you to where you mm -hmm. are now uh, a lot of fear yeah a lot mm -hmm. of lot, letting letting go of a lot of elements of fear um nice. fear of making the wrong decision fear of not being confident with what you're trying to share fear of uh uh of of not being uh brave enough to take chances so fear you gotta let go a lot of fear beautiful well thank you there so you so much man for coming on i've had a you know it's been a blast it's been a blast talking to you man yeah. sorry seriously thanks sorry, so much for doing it that's what we're gonna do we're gonna see shit like that <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be cool and sexy it's gonna be like no. an after school that's no, perfect that was great <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking great man no thank hey, you guys no thank you guys thanks for the opportunity to shoot the bull with y'all appreciate it absolutely man anytime yeah. truly was back. such a pleasure and looking yeah. forward to seeing you when you come up to the yeah. northeast yeah. yeah definitely yeah. gonna be a good yeah. time we'll some all right yeah. absolutely absolutely <laughs> perfect thanks, sounds man. good have Take a great care. one Take care. Oh. 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 Oh.